Hey, this is D-Knight, along with my co-host Ty and Carol, and you're listening to the Pardon the Insurrection podcast. Hey, Carol, how, how bad is it when you have your phone seized by the FBI at a fast food drive-thru? Like, what has gone so terribly wrong in your life when, when you've reached that point? Well, from a legal perspective, I mean, if you've created, if you've committed a lesser crime, they would, wouldn't take your phone away at anything below a middle, uh, mid-range steakhouse. So if they take it away, <laughs> if they take it away at a Hardee's, you know, you're really fucked. You're really fucked if it's Hardee's. That's, okay, got that's, it. That's, um, I learned that in law school. So if it was a low-level felony, they would have caught him in like a Benihana's or something where yeah. you'd be like, oh, it's a little bit more oh. upscale. That's or exactly, maybe prior exactly to dessert right. at Morton's. <laughs> well, yeah, you're Those definitely getting good. you're definitely getting medium rare steak at the. Okay, look. You know, I I wonder. Like, I think he's freaking out because he doesn't have a computer. He said so. He doesn't. He can't go onto the cloud and get his plugs number. So he's <laughs> right now. He's, he's like, oh man, I lost all my contacts. How yeah, am I going to get my like, fix? It better not erase. Oh. Better not erase my number. Like he's losing it. Well, can he call Don Jr.'s guy? Because he can't. Well, he doesn't have his phone. (laughs) (laughs) He can't tweet. He was kicked off Twitter. And he he doesn't know Linda TV, right? And ask like, (laughs) and like, if you're a good Christian and patriot, send crack to Mike Lindell. All right, I can't remember his. uh, I will give you seventy percent off of your next my pillow. Oh my god! He can't even log into Frank's speech. I'm done. (laughs) Oh man, that was his life is his life is over. I'll trade you a my pillow for my crack. My (laughs) 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 it's just a bunch of fucking people on the south side of Minneapolis walking around with pillows. Yeah, (laughs) promo code heroin, right? Yeah, this is pretty rough. Promo code. Okay, look, Mike this Cook. this this tampering with election equipment thing, it's going to get a lot of people in, in trouble, not not just in um, Colorado with this Tina Peter situation, but also, you know, we, we still have that ongoing investigation um, in Georgia. And yep. of course, there's there's been more video released as it pertains to that. So more people are fucked. Yeah, it's not looking great. Oh, and yeah, you know, that whole thing where Smartmatic is going to sue his ass for a gazillion dollars and he's probably going to lose that too um okay on to the next next topic uh jeffrey berman says bill barr rigged the doj uh william barr donald trump's second attorney general or at least his second appointed attorney general like uh the non-acting variety fired jeffrey berman from the powerful southern district of new york five months before the 2020 election wonderful timing there in his new memoir Berman alleges interference both on behalf of Trump allies and against Trump enemies. The book outlines numerous alleged inc- incidents, including the Hall Bank investigation into a Turkish bank's operations in regard to Iran, and ultimately stymied investigation of John Kerry, Barack Obama's former Secretary of State, for conversations with Iranian diplomats after leaving his post. Uh, Berman told MSNBC that at the time of his firing, the SDNY was working on a couple of politically sensitive cases. Uh, One of those cases is Steve Bannon's We Build the Wall case, in which Trump's former White House uh, strategist was ultimately charged with fraud. Uh, That, again, like we masturbate to pictures of that perp walk. 
Uh, and we were close, very close to indicting that case around the time I got fired and Barr knew about the case. Trump eventually issued Steve Bannon a pardon for the scheme before leaving office. We overlook this very often, but man, that long list of pardons that Trump issued to his co-conspirators oh, before, yeah. that was a fucking dumpster fire. Uh, anyway, Berman continued, the other case was the Ukraine investigations arising out of the left pardons in Igor Fruman indictments. And that was something that we had been investigating for quite a while. And then we continued to investigate for quite a while. We had always wondered what happened to that. Uh, Parnas and Fruman worked with Rudy Giuliani, the former New York mayor turned Trump attorney, to try to extract political dirt from the government of Ukraine, efforts which led to Trump's first impeachment. (laughs) If one impeachment wasn't enough for trying to blackmail another head of state and opening an investigation into your political rival, you had to try and overthrow the government. All right. So what we can take away from here is that Bill Barr was Trump's. Wait, what was Trump's old lawyer who used to do all this fucking hatchet work and shit up in New York? Roy Cohn. Yeah, Bill Barr was Trump's Roy Cohn. There you go. Roy was. Uh, Bill Bill Barr is too much an established man. Man, still he's crook. He's crooked. But but he, Cohn, he ain't on boy, some Roy Cohn shit. Yeah, he ain't on some mob shit. Yeah, he was like some old, he was on some old school shit. I mean, hey, look, it, it, look, we all know that Bill Barr basically used DOJ as his little toy uh, to go after Trump's enemies. I, I feel like we knew this already, but now we just have someone who was in office at the time putting it on the record. Like, I mean, going but, after yeah, on the record, we we knew that he was using because wasn't he using Barr in his um, to defend himself against Gene Carroll's? Yeah, using the DOJ and that and that yeah. civil suit as um, his personal, like a personal lawyer, to defend him. Yeah, and then going after Michael Cohen or or trying to get the charges dropped, depending on whether Cohen was gonna like keep his mouth closed or not. And then there's you know the whole um, Michael Flynn thing where he pled guilty and then he tried to <laughs> unplead guilty and then he and then a bar tried to have those the guilty plea. I mean, I don't, look. Bill Barr was up to some fuckery, some um, some endless fuckery at DOJ. I'm glad he's gone. Uh, elections have consequences. Now we have garlic in here and he's investigating all these motherfuckers. I'm sure at some point, uh, Bill Barr will probably be under investigation for obstruction of justice. Fingers crossed. We can all, we can only hope. Uh, Jeffrey Clark investigation, because the investigations never end. Uh, the Justice Department is investigating fel- felony violations of false statements, conspiracy, and extraction as part of its January 6, 2021 probe that led to a recent search of former Trump's administration official Jeffrey Clark's home. Clark's legal team wrote that on June 20th, approximately a dozen armed agents of the Department of Justice's Office of Inspector General, I didn't actually know they they carried the piece, but they was packing. Uh, The Inspector General's office got their heat, uh, executed a criminal search warrant at Mr. Clark's home at around 7 a.m., and seize his electronic devices as part of an investigation into violations of law concerning false statements, conspiracy, and obstruction, according to a report published Wednesday by a committee of the D.C. Bar's Board of Professional Responsibility. Uh, when the when the bar is going <laughs> is going in on you, you've you've made some mistakes in your life. Separate from the criminal investigation in which Clark has not been charged, the D.C. Bar's Disciplinary Council brought an ethics complaint against Clark for the role he played in seeking to use his department 
to promote Trump's bogus election fraud claims at the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021. Uh, Carol, is DOJ investing everyone in everything from the, the sounds of this? I mean, not only are they looking at the coup, but they're looking at the attempts to obstruct their investigation and lies given on the record. Um, They just have heaps of heaps upon heaps of stuff to sort through. This isn't coming in onesie twosie, as as Ron DeSantis was saying. (laughs) Oh, onesie. It's not coming in onesie twosies. We've got fivesies and sixties and eightsies of evidence here. And forties. Yeah, 40s. Yeah. Not, that, exactly. not not to be confused with the 40 ounce of beer, but like 40 subpoenas at a time. Look, the, they had to think they were going to get away with it. They must have thought that their plan was foolproof because the amount of digital, electronic, commu- memos, emails, I mean, they would literally spend, send 100 emails and it's like, Dude, just pick up the fucking phone and say what you got to say in those 10 minutes. Like, but they were like, how you doing? I'm good. What's up? We're going to do that coup. I'm good. You ready? Like, I mean, literally freaking one sentence, one paragraph in reading through these emails. And I'm like, dude, you could have just put that like in a long text or just picked up the phone. Yeah, pick up the phone. Like, you know, at least that way, like, all right, the only record is of a phone call. They don't have the actual uh, content. What you were talking about. And literally, if you squished all that together, it was probably four and a half minutes of conversation. Okay, here's what I want to know. And that's it. If you work for the Department of Justice, wouldn't you think it would be a bad idea to lie to the FBI? Not if you're tempting the coup. (laughs) <laughs> and you think that the coup that the, because I think these people were giddy over that they thought this was they were like we can't be stopped I ser- I believe they thought without a doubt that they could not be stopped that they did not think that there was any way that they, that they had all of their bases covered okay so if Pence doesn't do what we want, like we can either we can hang him or like, you know, martial law. Yeah, like we can or we'll just we'll just take him over. Like they literally they were going to try to take him over to Andrews Air Force Base. That didn't work. They were going to they had the gallows ready. That didn't work. They were trying to put pressure on him before. That didn't work. The, Your boy was like, I'm not even getting in the car with the Secret Service agents because who knows where I'll end up. Well, we'll send our fake electors. So we got, so if any of these fall through, we got, they were just, yeah. they had safety net after safety net after safety net. They thought plans there, was, on plans. there was no way. They did not count on people having conscience at the last minute. And well, I think like, some people were on board, but at the last minute was like, I, I can't do this. Like you said, they, they thought the plan was foolproof, uh, but they did not count on how many fools were involved in this end. <laughs> Yes, that's true. 2,000 fools. <laughs> that's going to be, that's the new, that the what is it, like Naked oh, Gun style police academy, but 2,000 fools. Okay, not 2,000 mules, but 2,000 fools. <laughs> that's a good, yeah, we're, I'm going to write that book, make it a movie, a documentary. Yeah. Want to stage a coup? 
2004. Like, that, I don't know, something. <laughs> <laughs> over. All right, kids. Uh, on to the next topic. Um, the January 6th committee receives Secret Service text messages, finally or rather Secret Service records. Uh, the chair of the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th Capitol attack said Wednesday that the panel has received thousands of exhibits from Secret Service agents in response to its July subpoena of the agency. Chair Benny Thompson told reporters that the materials obtained are a combination of a number of text messages, emails, radio traffic, Microsoft Teams, chat meetings, and more. Damn. Yeah, there's a lot of shit and the committee is still reviewing them. Uh, just a single text message was turned over by the Secret Service amid thousands of documents in response to the committee's request. A plea from then Capitol Police Officer Stephen Sun asking for help. Um, how many people are fucked now that they've discovered that there was actually a shit ton of information that they could have turned over originally, but they only sent one single text message the first time? Carol, go. Well, when they, you know, I'm going to say first the lawyer who swore that she personally inspected it. You're fucked. She's fucked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fucked. Um, that they had it and deleted it. It's they, They're going to be pinned for obstruction to the extent that they can be proved. I mean, they've got, I guess that's the intent element there, right? They they fucking hit it. They They... I don't know, man. I had that margarita. It was good. <laughs> it's gone now. <laughs> hey, Ty, isn't it incredible Incredible that once Biden put his people in place at the Secret Service, that voila, magically records and documents and messages and chats and radio communications show up overnight? It's incredible. It's, what a coincidence. It, it is so, like, when they start going through the stuff, if I don't know, if I was just, I would quit. Tony Ornato did quit, in I fact. He was like, I retire. Yeah, today, and I'm getting tired of these fuckers retiring on my dime. Tired of paying for these fuckers who have done nothing but try to take over the government, suppress my vote. And, and I, I need to understand, if I ever see Merrick Garland's, after after I give him a really, really big tongue kiss, I'm going to, because he's sexy. Damn. Um, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know you got all warm and moist for Mary Garland like that. I wouldn't even know what the what the uh, the origin was. I'm just sitting here spitzing in my own. You would ride them glasses off his face, girl. I like you know what? When he gave that press conference, that kind of short one. I was like, what the I'm not fucking around press conference? Yes, I, yeah, I don't a couple know. Weeks ago. I, something in me, I was just looking and I go, how are you doing? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this guy because got really good looking right now. Uh, like, I mean, look, I don't I'm not gay and I would hit it after I love like, like I was really I was it was something super sexy. But <laughs> Carol, uh, does Mary Garland make you wet? No. Mm. No. <laughs> hey. We can't please everybody. I do. Um, oh, I'm I'm very happy, and I know that he hates it because he's like, I just want to, I just want to do my job in the background, but these people keep forcing me to do these dog and pony show for them. I feel sorry for the poor guys. Like, damn, it's a whole new crime spree every week that he has to investigate. Like, the shit must be exhausting. He's like, I remember when you would have like 
one case you worked on for three years, not three years <laughs> of cases to work on. And you know, it's like Every there would be that one big crut like Watergate. Yeah, like, we'd have one major national years. scandal every couple yeah. of years. He's like, no, we, we have, have major national scandal every couple of weeks. Every couple of weeks, we've got everything. And then every foreign agent's like, oh, well, this guy was working on behalf of Saudi Arabia. This guy was working on behalf of Turkey. Um, this guy he gave an ambassadorship to. Well, this person stole this, and this person was authorized for that. And then he used the DOJ. And like, Merrick is like, I need to be here for like a decade. To <laughs> He's gonna, he's gonna have to be the longest serving attorney general in history. Yeah, the longest serving attorney general. And you know, whoever, every single cabinet position, we can never let any Republican anywhere near Ever the again. White House. Never. We can never. We cannot let them anywhere near the Senate. They are just going to distract. It's going to be a dog and pony show. There's no goodwill. There's no good faith when it comes to Republicans anymore. There, there's no decency. People are literally at their base levels. Like they are, like they would literally recreate 1939 Madison Square Garden Nazi rally. All like right, our, our second Nazi reference of the evening. Yeah, but, but mark my words, it's only going to be a matter of time before they're dropping flags like that, like the Nazi flags. I saw the Trump rally. Hang it. Well, what next time? I promise you there's going to be flags. It might be a weird ass Trump flag with some SS Nazi symbol, but they're going to be where we go one all fucking symbol thing and they're doing the salute. Yeah, it's coming. You just wait. Yeah, but Madison Square Garden isn't going to book for Trump. They want to get paid. That's totally (laughs) fair. They, They would like their money. Okay, next topic. Mark Meadows, uh, the narc, as Ty called him last week complies with DOJ subpoenas. Uh, former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows has complied with the subpoena from the Justice Department's investigation into events surrounding... Oh, I'm sorry, what happened? Oh, no, melatonin time. Oh, yeah, go ahead and get lit off them melatonin <laughs> pills, yo. You're going to be woozy. Uh, I'm, no, I'm looking forward to that. It's for the youngins. No, they don't need that. Let them stay up all night and party, yo. You get high off the melatonin. Anyway, former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows has complied with a subpoena from the Justice Department's investigation into events surrounding, get, you guessed it, January 6, 2021. That, that date keeps coming up, making him the highest-ranking Trump official known to have responded to a subpoena in the federal investigation. Meadows turned over the same materials he provided to the House Select Committee investigating the U.S. Capitol attack, one source said. Meeting the obligations of the Justice Department subpoena, which has not been previously reported. Last year, Meadows turned over thousands of text messages and emails to the House committee before he stopped cooperating. The text he handed over between Election Day 2020 and Joe Biden's inauguration, which CNN previously obtained, provided a window into his dealings at the White House, though he withheld hundreds of messages citing executive privilege. Uh, In addition to Trump's former chief of staff, one of Meadows' top deputies in the White House, Ben Williamson, also recently received a grand jury subpoena, another source with familiar with the matter tells CNN. That subpoena was similar to what others in Trump's orbit received. It asked for testimony and records relating to the January 6th and efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Uh, is Mark Meadows cooperating, yay or nay? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and by cooperating, I don't mean just like, oh, wait, the subpoena said. No, is, is he in like WITSEC? 
Oh, for sure. I think he is. I think, I think he most definitely is deep cover. He is for sure like an entrenched informant, but now like Trump's lawyers telling him to cut ties with him. And Trump being like, nah, they're aware. They are aware. I think, I think Jared is a informant. (laughs) I think Mark Meadows is, but Jared for Jared, for sure. He could care less. I don't even think Ivanka likes her dad. I mean, there was this picture of Jared like walking by Trump like a few weeks ago, like the um, golf. I mean, it might have been a live golf. So maybe a month ago uh, where he's walking in front of Trump and he's just looking down. He can't even look Trump in the eyes like, oh, yeah, he's cooperating. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. 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 He's. uh, Yeah. Jared, I, I don't I. I feel like he was the one that probably told where those documents were. I think he is the human source, whatever they call the the informants or the yeah, human the, source of intelligence or what have you. Yeah, for the classified documents in Mar-a-Lago, I mean, yeah, it's entirely I possible. I think he had more access than Mark Meadows would to know where that stuff was. I mean, it's, it's difficult to know. Like, we don't even know if, like, the Secret Service agents involved in protecting Trump might have been the, I mean, it's, it's, impo- it's so many, there's so many possible people that could be involved that could also be informing the FBI in that matter. That is like, good. I mean, just throw a dart and you might hit an informant. Maybe it was the person that, like, has to clean the ketchup off the walls. <laughs> you know? Carol, have you finished your margarita? Yeah. Um, she did. You sound so disappointed. Would you like me to make you another one? No, I gotta go to bed soon. Yeah, oh, you don't have to. You can stay up and play with us. Well, All it's right. midnight where Carol is after midnight. Oh, we are keeping you up past your bedtime. I'm sorry. We'll we'll let you and get out of snuggle. Look at this snuggly oh. kitty. Oh. Uh, for those of you out there who are wondering, there's a snuggly this, kitty on my lap. Yes, this is an audio <laughs> medium. So um rubbing your pussy is like not I, fitting for for this particular i wish i could have i like cats i think they're adorable even though i'm pretty sure they want to kill all humans but <laughs> i don't think that's how cats work like i'm allergic in a um, bad way like my entire face swells up like elephant yeah, man i get well covered my Mom, friend yeah you're too beautiful we can, yeah we can't be ruining so, your facial features so, with cats uh, Tail, Shadow was her cat's name. Shadow was gray. And when I would sleep at her house, Shadow would sit on my, and rub his tail on my face. It was almost like he knew that I was allergic and it would start burning and welts would pop up and I'd wake up and my face would be, and that's what the cat would do to me. Well, I've never had that experience from having pussy rubbed in my face. All right, on to the next topic. Russia spending over $300 million on political parties. Moscow has covertly funded political parties, officials, and politicians in at least two dozen nations across four continents since 2014 to the tune of more than $300 million and plan to transfer, rather transfer hundreds of millions more, according to a newly declassified intelligence review. President Biden's administration is sharing details of the review with 110 countries as part of its campaign to expose Russia's actions by making them public, 
Seems like a good fucking plan. Uh, Russia is motivated by trying to advantage specific political parties and undermine democracy in all of these countries. That sounds very familiar. I, I wonder if the United States might have been subjected to any of those particular activities by Russia. Uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken on Monday sent a cable to embassies around the world detailing the findings of this review by the intelligence community. For Russia, the benefits of covert political financing are twofold. One, to develop influence over benefiting individuals and parties and to increase the likelihood of those parties to perform well in elections. Um, the hidden relationships between these parties and their Russian benefactors undermine the integrity of and public faith in democratic institutions, the cable says. Does it sound fairly strange to you that Russia might have been spending hundreds of millions of dollars on political parties across the world? Like Strange? I no. Um, honestly, that's the sort of thing I expected from them. It's, it's shady as hell, but... Like it, it makes total sense that they've been funding fascism and, and Russia friendly policy all over the world. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you have any possible examples that you could name off the top of your head that might fit this particular I'm scenario? I'm going to start. I'm going to start with the least obvious. I mean, we got Orban, we got Bolsonaro and then fucking this guy, I forget his name. Trumpy, 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 Oompa Loompa. Uh, does his name rhyme with Toronto dump? Yeah. That guy. Gonna lump. Okay, wait. So, wait. So, we do have, we have Orban. We have Lukashenko. <clears throat> we have Putin. We have Brexit. Le Pen, probably. Le, oh, gosh. Marine. Is it Marine or Marine? Oh, Marine? Is there an accent at the end? I think Marine. Yeah, I, don't, I hadn't I hadn't looked to see if it was. No, well, you know what? I don't um, think Marine is a word. In, in <laughs> is a name. My friend Marine, her name is spelled the exact same way, and that's how her name is pronounced. So every time I see it, I just I think okay. about Marine. I'm fairly sure it's Marine. Yeah, Marine. Yeah, Yep, she's a Russian asset. So is probably Boris Johnson. I mean, all these fuckers. Like, who? I, it, it's impossible to tell who Russia has dug its fingers into around the world. But I imagine many countries are experiencing the same shit. We're experiencing so, with the Republican Party in America, like the Myanmar, like what's going Myanmar, what's whole going on disaster. In That's a whole that will take its own podcast. <laughs> Just I mean, even, you know, hmm. you're right. And like in it, even in like Africa, I mean, China, China's been doing a lot of good. I hate to say that, but uh, pros and cons, double edged sword with what China does around the world. It's, it's usually. Hey. It seems like help, but it's usually at the expense of like uh, these other countries becoming reliant upon China. Installed a dictator, but here's an electric train. There that's you go. <laughs> and that's pretty much the bribery. It's like we got an eco-friendly infrastructure for you. We just uh, don't mind us installing this dictator. I think you nailed it. Yep, yep, pretty much. And then you know we've been so oblivious that not all of us. I mean, they've literally built like 6,000 kilometers of track in Ethiopia, which I think it is all um, green, clean energy, the uh, the trains they have there. And then I was looking at, because I would spend some time on African Twitter. Um, I really enjoy Nigerian Twitter. 
<laughs> yeah, they get wild over there. On Nigerian Twitter, is, I, I really, really enjoy Nigerian Twitter. I mean, apart but from I, the princes who email me for um, the funds that they were supposed to send me, but I have to send them a $100 fee. To, anyway, yeah, yeah, Nigerian Twitter. Good <laughs> Maybe times. it would be done faster if you sent them $200. I don't think no. that's how that works. Yeah, yes. No, no, it's twice as much. So they do it twice, twice as, as, as fast, fast right? Yeah. Oh, that makes so much sense, Carol. I'm, you know what? That's how you get shit done. Oh, internet's back on. Yay. That's important. Yeah. We need I'm internet. just saying, like, I've been on my ex-husband's internet plan since, like, 2009. So he's good for something. Well, I'm ho- I don't know, because I don't know if he pays the bill. Like, because, <laughs> I, I mean, he doesn't have any money. There's no more money. All right. Like, every time mm-hmm. I see my old employee and he's like, so have you talked to Ralph? And I'm like, yes. And I'm like, there's no money. There's not going to be any money <laughs> ever again. I'm like, because it was different 20 years ago because he also had businesses. So there was always up and down with finance, but there was a way to earn more money. There, there, this is it. Like everything that there's left once he sells, that's it. All he has left is internet access. Got it. On, well, I don't know. I mean, I. He's like, he barely even has that. It's on. I mean, my electricity and stuff is still on. So let's enjoy it while we can. I'm enjoying it while I can. So that it's, well, you know, it actually might get cooler if I was sitting in here in the dark. Oh, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, maybe he could at least get you some air conditioning. All right. Next topic the FBI. Uh, FBI agent under investigation for ties to Russia's Oleg Deripaska, uh, a former FBI agent who was once investigated, or rather who once investigated then Donald Trump's ties to Russia, is now under investigation for his own relationship with a Russian oligarch. Inside of reports, uh, court documents allege investigators are looking into the ties between Oleg Deripaska and Charles McGonagall, who once led counterintelligence at the FBI's New York City field office. Deripaska is a billionaire oligarch and Kremlin aide who was at the center of allegations in 2016 and Russia colluded with the Trump campaign. The investigation appears to center around McGonagall's work with a shady consulting firm owned by Deripaska, Spectrum Risk Solutions, which he did not disclose. Failing to disclose it may land McGonagall in hot water with the the foreign (laughs) agent. Uh, Yeah, it's unfortunate. The Foreign Agent Registration Act strikes again. Um, Even if cleared of any violations, however, a witness subpoena says prosecutors are looking into whether or not he had ties to the government of Bosnia and uh, whoever this is, Herzegovina. Oh, Uh, Herzegovina. Okay, yeah, look, reading is fundamental. And whether he may have received payments or gifts from the governments of Kosovo, Montenegro, and Albania. Uh, that is the trifecta of Russian influence reaching out in foreign countries there. Yeah. Um, so here's a question. Considering Deripaska is like the head of, uh, well, no, running uh, Russia's campaign as it pertains to uh, owning or rather running Trump as an asset. And Jared Kushner uh, is the go-between for Trump's campaign as it pertains to his relationship with Russia. Where does this fucking FBI agent fit in and why does he have ties to the same people who were basically running interference in the 2016 election on behalf of Trump? He probably had some stupid um, job that 
I swear, I'm just getting moles everywhere. But I, he probably had some stupid job. Wait, let's go back to your moles. Where, where was this particular? No, I was just looking, but it looks like here. This one looks like I cut myself. Oh no, that was that was just dirt or something. I thought. All right. Well, I'm glad we, we don't have to get you. We don't have to like sign you up for the cancer screening. You're like, oh, I was just dirty. Uh, a shower will fix that. Um, I don't know what that. You know what I think it was when I had cooked that steak. The um, because I didn't eat it with a fork or anything. So I'm like steak juice all over yourself. And I, the like little piece from the like the charred the burnt part on the outside because I was like, what is? Wait, this? how do you cook your steaks? Do you do like medium or? I like a medium. Yeah, yeah. I put it in there and then I like to get it kind of crispy on the outside. But this, I'm not sure what kind of meat it was. It was just seven dollars, so I bought it. Right, um, Carol. Carol, how do you eat your steak? Medium rare. Really? What? You like a little blood in there, like a little juice. Mm, I don't know if I could do pink. medium rare. Uh, I'm somewhere. I, if I usually ask for medium, and if they undercook it, it's fine. But sometimes, if I ask for medium rare, it's like too. Like I don't want my cow. Oh. I, I don't want my steak to move. No, I no, I get that. Well, see, that's how my friend Barbie is. Barbie gets likes medium rare too. Like pretty much just seared, you know. But once it rests, it can. Um, but it yeah, like I think medium is that. A lot of times I think people are afraid to do a true medium. So they overcook it and it ends up being medium. Well, yeah, yeah, that, that kind of bugs me because I I love the, I like the red. And then I think if you work at a steakhouse, like that should be like the one thing you do. Right. That's the one thing you should be able to not fuck up. If you fuck up anything else on the, like if I go to church's chicken and I decide that I'm going to get the one thing on the menu that's not chicken, whatever it is, and they fuck it up. Like, I have no one to blame but myself. Right, because you went to a chicken restaurant. Like, if I you went, go to a steakhouse and they fuck up a steak, like, shame on you, a posh yeah. on you and your family. Um, look, anyone out there who's eating your steak, well done. You're a fucking monster and possibly a serial killer. My mother, and I have been wanting to check the backyard. So... I do believe she could be a serial killer. Yeah, I don't know what the thing. I don't, I don't know what the thing is, but a lot of older black people do seem to particularly enjoy their steak. It's well like done. A hockey puck. You My are mom, monsters. She's so funny because monsters. She's like, and she's she's. My mom is really bougie, so when she's talking about, it, she's like, I eat my steak well done. Like, <laughs> <laughs> as if as if that's some like, kind of status symbol. Like, okay, we're all like, everyone's looking at you funny. The the server is looking at you funny. They're in the kitchen cooking your steak. They're snickering and laughing at your steak. I'm like, like oh, you the thing. Yeah, they're probably like dropping it on the floor, like rubbing like, all the crumbs on. That one from yesterday. Good God. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get you the day old steak. We'll just heat it up in the microwave. All right, yeah, look, I don't even know how I got onto this from Oleg Deripaska, but like, I feel like uh, if you're an FBI agent and you're in charge of counterintelligence, you shouldn't be in any way, shape, form, or fashion receiving funds from any kind of Russian oligarch in any way. Like, I just conflict of interest at minimum, at worst, like, you could easily be compelled to do some untoward behavior. 
and 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 abuse your position at the FBI. Just not not a good look. I think this has been a long time coming. I think Putin has been Putin, Putin, whatever, has been playing the long game. I honestly think like when I was looking at Kosovo and I was looking when he was like the the head of the not military, but pretty much like that, um, his position. And then he tried to because he was leader of Russia before at the the intelligence service. Yeah. And then he tried to uh, circumvent when everybody left, you know, the U.S. I remember what was it that Clinton was on the plane or something and they get a call and he's like, motherfucker, like they got to turn around because this fucker is pulling up to the border because he's like, they gone. All right. You know, because he was trying to to slide in there and, and, and circumvent the U.N. So they knew he was a sneaky bastard. And I think he was already, you know, making moves because the number of people that are coming out that were literally waiting for Trump and and became a part of his inner circle, his administration. And a lot of these people are not old. Some of them, they're in their 40s, their 50s. And they were setting up the the one guy who was setting up um, the Russian TV stations or the the stations to do the propaganda. You've lost me there. Like there's there's so many people. I literally just... you have they to were give me a name. <laughs> but it was a really, but I, then I go, God, this guy was sitting here like this was insidious. I, I almost feel like everyone was going through the motions and then somebody flipped a switch and they've been activated. Yeah, and, like like sleeper cells. Yes, yes, that, that's it. That's uh, you know, okay, it's really funny. Okay, so like when we were talking about Peter Strzok, uh, that investigation that he was involved in was called the... Yeah. Uh, the illegals program uh, where Russians where rather Russia intelligence services sent all these people over to the United States to assume uh, these random identities. Um, they, they basically spent years undercover, just living normal lives to get into a position where they could uh, have some influence and connections. And then they would like activate. And it's like the same shit. It's like all these people who have all these various ties, um, to Russian intelligence or, you know, Russian businessmen who also, you know, generally work for the Kremlin. Um, it's just like hit a button. It's like, all right, Russians active. It's like some Kaiser Sose type shit. Yeah. Like you might not even know you work for the motherfucker, but you do. And then when he calls your number, you're up. Time to do your and thing. You're, yeah, you're up. You're ju- like, I was thinking about the Americans. And when I was watching it, when it first came on and I was just like, wow, I bet this was really, you know, I, I grew up in the eighties. And I remember the cold war and stuff. And that was what we were afraid of. They ever like the Americans that this person could be a spy. Like this person could be a spy. This person is spying for, but we, we really did have that. And then now it's like, it's gotten to the point that people don't even care to hide it. I mean, look at Ron DeSantis's Christina Pushaw was the, you know, a foreign agent for fucking Georgia. Yeah, it's quite insane. And like, he literally had a foreign agent working as his, what was it? She, her, his press secretary or something like that. Um, hey, Carol, have you ever seen The Usual Suspects? Yes. Yeah, you had, I was just wondering if you got like the Kaiser Sose reference. I um, did, I'm just tired. Oh yeah, that margarita <laughs> kicked your ass. Yeah, you know, no, and, and- It's 1230 or 1220 here. It is getting really late. Sleepy kitty. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to get you to bed soon. I just wanted to get that in there because um, uh, much like Kevin Spacey, uh, Putin's about to get canceled. Um, anyway, uh, Trump lawyer re- registers as a foreign agent because, of course, uh, <laughs> okay. the circle is complete. Uh, it was recently reported that the former president's newest attorney, former Florida Solicitor General Chris Keis, demanded payment up front to represent Trump in an unusually high $3 million retainer. He had to get his millions up front because you never know with Trump and paying his bills. Uh, the retainer was paid through Trump Save America PAC, which is probably also a crime that his PAC is paying his legal fees, um, which is also reportedly under criminal investigation by a federal grand jury. We'll add another crime to the list. The competency of Trump's current legal team has been questioned by his advisors and others. And considering that at least two of his attorneys, Christine Bob and Everett Corcoran, may become witnesses in the FBI's obstruction investigation and the stolen classified documents, it comes as no surprise that Chris Christ had to register as a foreign agent, rather a foreign agent earlier this year for his work on behalf of Nicholas Maduro's attorney general. Though the U.S. no longer rec- recognizes Maduro as the legitimate head of Venezuela's government. Um, is it? entirely possible that yet another foreign agent is trying to get his hands on classified materials by signing up as Trump's attorney and using that position to get access to the classified documents that were stolen by Trump and are currently about to possibly be reviewed by a special master. Yes or no? Sure. That was a lot. (laughs) Sure. Why not? But didn't we, uh, didn't the special master already say like, no, that's classified. I mean, he did say like, hey, look, did you declassify these documents? Yes or no? And Trump's team was like, well, sir, look, we really don't want to get into whether or not we did that. We're going to save that just in case we were indicted. Yeah. And the special master was like, you can't have your cake and eat it too, Um, which I feel like defeats the whole purpose of having cake. But I get the point. Um, (laughs) You know, I knew that dear. For those of us who don't know, that expression means once you eat the cake, you no longer have cake. Not that you should that's eat the cake true. you have. That's true. But I think, <laughs> think of it as, but I have a whole cake. So if I get this piece, I ate it and I get to have there. See, <laughs> yeah. it, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean like, can, can I just lick the icing off the cake and still have the cake too? That's not how that works. Um, you can't just have half eat the cake. No. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's, (laughs) it's incredible how many of these people who happen to just be foreign agents just swarm around Trump. It's insane. Um, I, I I can't necessarily attribute any malicious behavior to this guy, this gentleman who happens to be working for an authoritarian, but I mean, it's entirely possible that, hey, it's yet another- You mean Maduro or Trump? Yes. Um, it's entirely <laughs> it's entirely possible that like, hey, this is yet another spy uh, who's using his position in in the legal world to get close to Trump so we can have access to some some documents that Maduro could do untoward things with. I don't know. Like, it's insane. Like every time we look up, it's another motherfucker working for a foreign country. Like I, I it's and they'll be like. If the former president's criminal attorneys can't see this nation's classified documents, no one can might be able to see this nation's classified documents. And that would yeah. be such a travesty. Yeah. If they yeah. could take it away from them, they could take it away from you. <laughs> if if okay. Trump can't have the classified documents, then you can't either. And what kind of world is that that if we're living Trump's in? Trump's 
foreign agent registered attorney can't see them. (laughs) (laughs) Neither can you. Oh my God. I personally don't want the, maybe that's his end around. Maybe he hired Chris Kyes to come in and, and view the documents. So yeah. He can look at the documents. You, what was those little things you would see in the movies? And it would look like a little jump drive and they would uh, taking pictures. And then they like in the Pelican brief or something in there. Yeah, like, get the micro cam out to try and take yeah. the pictures of the shit real quick. On yeah, some, and yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it looks like a freaking USB drive. I mean, it's 2022. The dude would just pull his iPhone out. But yeah, you're, you're absolutely yeah, look. Right. And just take pictures. But I... Why is everything a fucking scheme with these people? I just, oh, I don't understand. Like, it's in, endless crime. All right. Last, last subject for the day. Matt Gates, a representative from Florida, sought a pardon for sex trafficking. Aware that he was the target of a federal sex trafficking investigation, Representative Matt Gates told a White House aide he'd asked former Trump administration chief of staff mark meadows whose name keeps coming up because he's involved in some shady shit about a preemptive pardon preemptive pardon according to the washington post uh, gates said that he had done nothing wrong but allegedly said that if the president could give him a pardon that would be great because he's turning the <laughs> tiger today for some reason that claim was reportedly made during former aide johnny mcintee's testimony before the congressional committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol. In June, former Meadows aide Cassidy Hutchinson testified to the January 6th committee that she recalled Gates lobbying for a blanket pardon for Trump uh, acolytes who challenged transferring power to the 46th president's administration. She could not speak specifically to Gates' Gates's allegate man, I cannot read. <laughs> oh my God. She could not speak specifically to Gates' alleged request for amnesty. Um, has anyone in the history of the United States ever asked the president uh, for a pardon for sex trafficking? Yes or no? Um, back in, in a time where, see, I don't think they use that term back in the day. Um, no. There were a lot of things going on where people probably didn't feel sex trafficking was wrong. So they wouldn't have, you know, like all human beings they thought was okay. So I don't think they would have thought, I think he's going to, I think he's the first, um, he's the first one. That's a politician. I'm not saying that some person Trump ran around with in his playboy days, been like, hey, remember that party that we were at in 88? Yeah, I'm gonna need some help with that, or you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever come up. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> like, like, I can, I could definitely see that happen, but I'm just surprised with as much as Matt Gates talks, like the dude can't shut up. Like you have him on the tape with Roger Stone, and he's it's like, oh yeah, talk to the big guy. Said he's gonna get you're not gonna see a day in jail, don't you worry. So here he was smoozing and you know, being the slickster he is, you know, getting pardons for everybody else. He probably thought, Oh, mine's in the bag. For sure. He absolutely thought he was guaranteed to get one as much as he kissed Trump's ass. Wrong, wrong again, buddy. Uh, you look, loyalty was gonna pay off, and all of I think, yeah. Yeah, I think he he really thought, but no, did you hear when he was at the freaking youth 
summit thingy where he says, I like that I'm the oldest guy here. That was some creepy shit. Also, we all saw that audience was full of old ladies. So, (laughs) yes, because they ate the children. (laughs) They're like the little old lady. I'm fairly sure. I'm fairly sure if they were eating eating kids, Matt Gates would have been like, oh, save some children for me. Um, Those, you know, these women, Republican women remind me definitely the, the woman that wanted to cook Hansel and Gretel was a cue. For sure. For absolute sure. And that's what those ladies, that's what those ladies make me think of. They are the most evil, just heinous people. And every time I see I'm walking and I can just look at someone and in my mind, I'm like, she would totally Karen, you know? And then my son tells me today that he was, they go, there's this little dollar general. So I usually give him two to $3 a day. And I'm like, because it's 30 minutes before Jeremy gets out. So they stop at the store and then they walk to Jeremy's school um, because his friend lives across the street. So Christopher, I go, I gave you $5. Where is it? It goes, oh, well, I can't go to the Dollar Tree. They told, they said I couldn't go in there anymore. And I go, what? Oh, no. Yeah, there were some kids like horsing around and Daniel and I were getting ready. His his best friend, Daniel, so Chinese kid. And he goes, they were going to, he goes, there were some kids, but this guy just came up to us and, and he says, to get out, you can't come here anymore. Oh. And I was like, did they tell the kids that were horsing around to leave? He goes, no, I don't know why. They didn't even tell us why. He just said that we had to leave. I go, was he nice or was me? He was like, he was kind of mean. And he's like, you can't come in here anymore. You have to leave the store right now. Oh, this is rather unfortunate. Like, why is he treating some children this way? I don't understand. And I was like, what does this guy look like? Was he older? Was he young? And I said, because I'm going by there tomorrow and I'm going to go by there and I'm going to ask to speak to a manager. And then I'm going to tell the manager that I think that my son was kicked out because he's black. There aren't a lot. I go, so every other kid was in that store, but my son who goes in there every day, he always has money. He goes in there by himself. You know, it's cheaper than the gas station. Right. And then, but, and I go, was anyone else kicked out? He goes, no, just us. Well, if Matt Gates ran that store, he would definitely be inviting your son so and all your son's feel, friends. And I don't like to be hypersensitive on things and just. Uh, no, nah, that's some fucking annoying shit. Cause like, that's it's just really, and I go, yeah. you know, because, you know, I'm not one of these parents that if their kid is out here doing crazy shit, but my boy wants to talk about Copernicus and the dam and he's like I was talking to my social studies teacher today and then they were surprised that I knew that such and such and this was the reason that World War One that's my kid you know he's just a he's just a nerd and he doesn't understand things but just that everyone else can go into the Dollar General but he can't now after school you know like there's no other stores around it's like you know all the kids they a lot of them have siblings at the elementary school so that's the thing they walk spend that 30 minutes and go but I'm like okay so I'm like, okay, what kind of thread am I going to give to the person there other than that I was going to have him boycotted and I was going to tell the school that they were racist and not to let their students go there. Okay, yeah, way to to end (laughs) things on the most possibly down of down notes. Um, You're okay and you're going after school, everyone's going and, and you're singled out and you're banned from like 
going and buying your fucking hot fries because that seems to be what he buys every day. Yeah. And then you got to be like, Dan, do I even want to give my money to Dollar General like this? Well, yeah. And then it was like, do you even, but I, but it's really pissed me off though. Yeah. Dollar General, if you're listening, we will not be accepting your sponsorship at this time. Not uh, at all. Dollar General, ignore everything Carol just said. We'll take every dollar, <laughs> every sponsorship. Well, all you have to do is fire this one particular individual at this one particular Dollar General store. And everything's all good. With this little fucker and ask him, so what is it that propelled you to? Because obviously if they were stealing, they would have caught. There's always cops because whenever I'm walking. Right. You can see the. Cops driving, you can see him like kind of skulk in the alley because I was driving. I was going to yeah. pick her up and I had already picked up Jeremy. And then I was like, where the hell is my kid? So I'm going to the store, you know, and then you can see him because, you know, whenever you have a bunch of teenagers gathering at a store or whatever and what have you. But like you just the kids getting ready to check out and you just like you you need to leave and don't come back. Yeah, that's that's pretty sad. But, it'd, be, it'd be different if they had like a standing policy. Hey, just like no unaccompanied minors. Of, well, know, no, but, they, but the thing is, is they have like they'll have a limit at certain stores. They're like no backpacks allowed right. or they'll say only two students at a time. Like I've seen that places that are near high schools. Usually they're in the neighborhood that's lower income because right. like none of the stores have that where we live. Because you never know who somebody's parents are. And El Paso's West Side is really tight knit. But um, but yeah, and I was like, I don't, I don't appreciate, I don't appreciate that though. That really had pissed me off because I go, if it was something that was a a discipline thing or a thing of of criminal or you know what I'm saying, like okay. Yeah, there's absolutely no, like, your child didn't do anything to Or, like, that going kind of to all the kids and saying, hey, you kids, horsing around, get out. Yeah, they just singled him out. Like, that's that's awful. Don't make me fly down to El Paso to be somebody's uh-huh. ass, okay? I don't don't have me going and to jail because I'm like fighting at the Dollar General pretty, store. He's pretty recognizable. I think there's, you could probably count on one hand the number of, of Black kids at his school i mean there's more at the elementary school um than there are at the at the middle school like the elementary school is it's actually got a it's pretty diverse it's really diverse at, at there but um but yeah but he's ugh, matt gates is he is so slimy it's it's that the republicans are so slimy they're just gross on every level they're gross on human level they're gross on an intellectual level. They're just disgusting people who are, are just, I don't know, they're so proud of their nastiness. Yeah, and I this mean, is like just the most, <laughs> they are the most rep- reprehensible people. In, and and in Greg Abbott, he... And told the people that he gave the contract to not to communicate and not, they had to sign an agreement that they would not talk to authorities in New York, would not tell them when they were coming, how many people were on the bus that he was sending, where they were, like where they were going, where they were going to drop them off at, where they were coming from, like nothing. They can't tell them anything or what time they're arriving. 
to just leave these people. And then they're like, well, they come and break our law. What laws? They haven't broken any laws. Because anybody that is over the age of my age or older, whose parents were maybe migrants or whatever, and they say, my parents came here the the right way. I'm going to say, bullshit, what's the right way? Yeah, the final way. Because all you talk about is how your family came here with nothing. Well, what way was that? Because that's no different than anybody else. They came here with nothing. So how did they get here and lived here for years before they became full-fledged citizens? Well, people like to pretend that they would have just, like, let their families starve to death or die in uncertain circumstances instead of, like, coming here illegally. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, okay, I'm sure you would have been like, no, I can't come. All right, I'll just die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. Cool. Like no no one ever reacts that way when they're like you have like parenting or just any survival instincts for yourself or people you love. It's ridiculous. It's just like Well, I um when people say, you know, El Paso has been a conduit for immigration because you know it goes in cycles. Um, you know, during Hitler's reign and then when we had a lot of immigrants coming from Eastern Europe, from Hungary, and the U.S. put a ban on Eastern European Jews, pretty much, from coming. And then in El Paso, like coming over from Juarez, um, they they had a stay in Mexico thing, which again, as I said, the GOP is unoriginal. Um, and they had to stay. So some of the Jewish migrants open businesses and was like, it's not so bad here, you know, and open businesses, department stores and stuff. Um, Syrians during the war in Syria was going like, and they were fleeing Syria in the twenties. So we have a bunch of Lebanese, I mean, Lebanese and Syrians, they don't like it, but they're, I mean, it's the same, uh, but um, we have Syrian and Lebanese refu- uh, refugees that came and they came up through Wadis. And then my friend who has gone full MAGA he loves to talk about how his dad was eating banana pills off the ground in Juarez because he was starving and poor because he fled war in Syria. And then he's sitting here and he's like, look at those damn refugees over there at the building across from his law office. And he's looking out the window and, and I'm like, when your dad came here and your dad ended up having a very successful business, you were a, a famous... I said, you don't live in the real world. Like what's happened that you, because you look very Middle Eastern. There's nowhere you can go that you don't look Middle Eastern. And you talk about how you get treated and you're never going to North Carolina again in this, but then you turn around and you say all of these horrible things about migrants coming here. Oh, the irony. You know, but it really, like it, it angers me. And then we have... Chinese um, settlers and a lot in Wadis, some of them just stayed in Wadis, but were coming like because of the railroad and stuff and ended up in Mexico and then made their way up here. So it's like, it's not just a place where Mexicans have been coming over or people from South and Central America, but all over the place, you know, there's like 20,000 Ukrainians crossing the Southern border that they flew into the difference is because they're coming from across the pond, a lot of them fly. So they fly into Mexico and then they make their way to the border and cross over 
and, you know, and just overstay their visa and never leave kind of thing. Versus if you're coming from El Salvador, you've got to make that trek or you're taking the bus or, you know, the opportunity for you to like, just, you know, hop on a plane or something. It's, it's run a little bit differently, but, you know, it's just, I just, the way that people are behaving is just beyond me. The things that people say, and especially here, when I know people that are second generation Latinos, some that are fourth generation, and, and I'm like, you wouldn't even be here right now to say these horrible things that you're saying if these policies were in place when your grandparents or your parents were trying to come here. Yeah, the short-sighted nature of people is just, it's very off-putting sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Really- All right. Well, you know, look, I, <laughs> way to way to drag, drag things down here at the hey, end. Yeah. This is where we are. Mm. This well, is where we are. Things don't have to be this way forever. Maybe we can slowly chip away at at some of these things and get people to be a little bit more open-minded so we can have a better and brighter future. God, I sound like a fucking commercial. Um, (laughs) All right. Anyway, as opposed to closing thoughts, uh, we just have a couple of questions for some, from some Twitter followers that I, that I'll try to get some answers to here. Um, let's see. Lady down in Texas. That is literally at lady down in Texas Oh, <laughs> on the Twitter. She asked, do you think any of the top secret documents, uh, I'm assuming that would be from Mar-a-Lago or about UFOs, or do you think that the Intel, if it exists, was withheld from Trump? Well, I'm entirely certain that, uh, Trump being the the mundane mental being of mundane mental capacity. The first thing he did when he became president was ask the fucking government about UFO. So whatever information they have, I'm sure he has it. Uh, and he probably stole it on his way out too. So he can be like, look, it's the fucking aliens dog. I got the pictures. I got the video. There you are. Yep. Yep. That's, that's probably the case. And uh, Mara Jade, that is um, at Malin Resists, uh, at M-A-L-Y-N Resists, uh, ask, are there any guesses about tomorrow's big reveal from Miss Letitia James' announcement in, um, mm. in New York? And I, I would wager a, a guess that she is going to uh, file a lawsuit against Trump and Trump Org and sue them out of the fucking existence. That, that's my personal guess. Um, she's she's not one to file criminal charges, but her civil suits um, leave. Yeah, she leaves a number of companies in her wake. Um, she absolutely is good at what she does. She's good at yeah. what she does. I've been reading through the AG's website and I get like updates every day. And it's like, Attorney General James gets three million dollars 30 million dollars from landlords for stolen deposits letitia james stops robocalls gets settlement like she's really she's really good at what she does i wish that the the guy in manhattan was as good with his criminal work as she is with her yeah, civil alvin bragg just don't be giving a fuck he like i mean i'm here I mean, I guess I'll go after somebody if it's an easy target. He's a company. You know, he reminds me of a company man. Like, I'm just going to toe the line. I'll do some shit if it's really, really bad. 
and I'm, and I'm pressured to do it. But other than that, no, I'm just chilling. Like that's, that's the vibe I get. I'm more, I'm watching. Okay. And then what else? Like, he's just, I don't know. I don't, I don't like him. I don't like him. Well, I'll be looking forward to that announcement from Letitia tomorrow. Hopefully it's some good news. And um, I think that concludes this particular episode of Part of the Insurrection. Uh, Thank everyone out there for listening. We appreciate your support. Like, subscribe, uh, rate, review, uh, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-like, re-rate, re-review. Do that for us to get us up in the algorithm, like help us rig this thing so we can be super popular and take over the world like like a reverse Joe Rogan where we're not out here saying ridiculous shit and trying to get people to uh, drink their own urine and not get vaccinated so they can continue to die in the pandemic. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. (laughs) Oh, Die to own the libs. (laughs) Are you willing to die to own the libs? And and if you're going to die, just please do so before the November election. Like, don't vote. Like, go ahead and get the death part out of the way. And we don't have to worry about you come come midterms. 